To substitute or not to substitute? That's the question in today's Domestic Cycling Podcast episode. Movistar team manager Eusebio Unzoe dropped some ideas about allowing substitutions during Grand Tours. And now it's our turn to reflect on his takes. I've got the sparse, the sickness, there's the twins in my brain. Eve, um, how are you, mate? I'm doing fine. It's a, a busy period. It's the build-up towards the big start of the cycling season. Um, but I'm ready for it. It's been a while since you joined the podcast. I think it was uh, Two Down Under Preview the last time you were here. But now yeah. Unzoe dropped some ideas and you're back in the game. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a hot topic. It was a hot topic the last few days. And it's an interesting thing to talk about and to debate. Well, before we discuss the substitution topic, I should maybe rephrase what Unzoe said. So here we go. He said, why not allow substitutes when a rider is forced to abandon a Grand Tour during the first week? All teams prepare 10 to 12 riders for the Grand Tour, so you still got two or three of them at home after the start. And then he added, of course, you can't change for technical or tactical reasons, but in football, substitutions weren't allowed for a long time either. Why don't we give it a trial? Let's take a, let's take the step and see if we like it. A change is needed. Yves, what, what were you thinking when you read that? Well, the orig- original article uh, was released on L'Equipe, um, but if I remember correctly, you were the guy who posted it on our uh, account. And I saw it there and I thought, wait, let me read that again. It was weird to see um, that idea because I don't think it's something that belongs in cycling to have a substitution system. It's, yeah, cycling has to change is something he mentioned at the end of his interview as well but that's not the change that cycling needs it's it's a recipe for the disaster because how are you gonna yeah monitor everything and it can be used in a strategy way or in a tactical way but how are you going to monitor that it's it's so difficult to yeah to even do it um practical so only that's one of the biggest reasons that it's impossible to do. Plus, it's yeah, it's against tradition of cycling. It's you just yeah erase cycling history, and yeah, a part of a Grand Tour is surviving three weeks. Um, if you crash, if you have bad luck, it's part of the game. Of course, it's we always hear the heroic stories about yeah. A rider is riding stages with a broken uh, a finger or something. That's that. Yeah, that's something that can't happen, um, in my opinion, because it's it remains a rider's health. But it's part of the sport, and to get a substitution in, no. But don't you think fans are making crashes too romantic, or making heroes of riders who? finish stages with broken yeah. kneecaps with collarbones 
um, we publish uh, pictures of riders with um, yeah, their hands are totally ripped off after Paris-Roubaix, for instance. Don't you think that needs to change? Well, you, you have two um, examples here. The, the broken kneecap thing surely is something that we can't see as something heroic because it, all those guys in the peloton, all those cyclists are human beings, have a family, have children. And it's like us, we watched cycling when we were, were kids six, seven years old, and then you hear the stories about rider A was finished his stage with a broken kneecap. That's not something that should be seen as heroic because children will say, oh, it's not that severe. He can ride two, three stages um, further. But the children or other people don't realize that it can have an influence on the, the rest of their life. Um, but then on the other side, you have the yeah the wounded hands in Paris-Roubaix. That's something that's part of, of Roubaix. You you can have all the, the best luck that you have in the race and you can win it, but still the hands can be completely wounded. So that are two different things. You already mentioned the technical, tactical reasons. Um, Unzue had something to say about that uh, as part of his substitution plan. So he said, when a rider crashes, why not let him finish the stage in an ambulance instead of on the bike? In the evening, he could get himself checked and maybe start again in the next stage. But now riders need to ride their bikes with too much pain if they want to continue the next day. We need to protect the rider's health. And I think he's completely right on this one. Even though if you don't support substitutions, this is a good point. So the point is that a rider can finish within the ambulance and if he's cleared medically, he can still start the stage after. Exactly. That That's difficulty, this difficult as well because remember it's um, stage 16 in the Tour de France, Alpe d'Huez, um, and there is a crash. For example, Groschartner, he's a main domestique for Pogacar in a race. He crashes and he has, yeah, he's bruised. Yeah, you can use it tactically, tactically and say, okay, I'm going to do as it's a little bit worse than it actually is. Save me the ascent of the Alpes and be ready to end fresh for the stage after. So even that is something that's difficult to interpret at the moment like who's gonna do it is it the team doctor no because the team doctor has team interest is it the french doctor then i saw a comment saying yeah the french riders are gonna get a bit french riders are gonna be benefited um for example in the tour so it's all very difficult to to know when you take the right decision and yeah there will be a lot of miscommunication and problems with such ideas there's a huge gray zone um in that idea that's for sure but the fact that he says we need to protect the rider's yeah. health that's totally right in my opinion we all yeah. remember riders um crashing in the first days and then continuing for two weeks with pain on their shoulder with with yeah whatever they they got broken that's yeah. not human. Don't understand me wrong. I I'm, I completely agree with that fact. Um, but it's yeah, like in football, there is the 
in soccer football, there is the concussion protocol, etc. And that's something that happens in cycling as well. But those checks are so vague and have to be decided so quick for the, the race doctor at that time that you can't examine the rider good enough. So we have seen riders back on their bike. Two k's later, they yeah, they go left to right because they have uh, a bit of problems. Um, and it's it's so difficult. Like it's yeah, they are human beings, and we have to care about their safety. But it's yeah, it's it's a it's a sport that matters about time. So every minute, two minutes, three minutes that you lose while being medically checked. You have to ch chase back at one time. So people, riders who have the adrenaline in them, even uh, after, they, after they crash, they just want to get on that bike as fast as possible. And I think that regulation needs to be more strict about a doctor. Give him the time he needs to examine the crashed rider. But then allow that rider maybe to get in the draft or something um, of a car to get in the peloton. Were you surprised by the fact the ID came from Unzue? Uh, yeah, because Unzue isn't the the guy who comes a lot in the media with um, yeah groundbreaking things. Um, I remember him mainly of the uh, movie star Netflix series, <laughs> but it's. It's weird, but then I, I dove into, I dived into it and then I saw like the last couple of years, the amount of bad luck Movistar had in the first two or three stages. It's insane. So in that aspect, it's quite I've logical got it, that I've got it written down here. Um, they lost three times a rider, um, in the first stage of the tour, the last seven years. So to the France 2023 stage one, Movistar loses Enric Mas in a crash. To the France 2021 stage one, Movistar loses Marc Soler. To the France 2017 stage one, Movistar loses Alejandro Valverde in the opening time trial. So, yeah. Now you can get why he says it. You know? But yeah. We have to know it's cycling is changing. Within the next five years, there, we will have a major change within cycling. And now all the managers know if they bring things in the media, bring IDs, people are listening to it because they know that one cycling project, we don't know a lot of, of, of it, but still that are all things that they know. And if they just pump some information in the media, some IDs, they all have an interest in something like Movistar knows we have bad luck in the first stages. Let's try that substitution thing. Important thing to know, um, Unzue talks about um, changes in the first week. And then the, the manager from UAE talks about substitution in the last week. So there you see a different yeah, conflict well, of interest between the two. You already mentioned it. Um, there were a lot of comments coming from team managers on Unzue's idea as well. Machin, the manager of UAE Team Emirates, he said this. Who's going to evaluate if the crash is severe enough? And what about fatigue? After two weeks, fatigue is very similar to being sick in a Grand Tour. I like a more simple approach. Every team has the right to make one substitution in the last week. 
So there, there you see the difference between, and that's only two teams. It's Movistar and UAE. First week, last week, it's Movistar aspect is, yeah, the bad luck they had. They tried to get a substitute in. And UAE knows, let's have a, a fresh workhorse in the last week alongside their leader. But, but the, both the first part of, yeah, the first part of his quotes mentioning um, fatigue looks very similar to being ill, sick in the last week. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's what Tom Boland said uh, yeah. once uh, a couple of years ago as well. He said after two weeks, yeah, you, you have the feeling you have to vomit every morning, every evening. And yeah, that's uh, almost the same as being sick. But both UAE and Movistar agree on the fact that there should be substitutions. And also Brent Copeland, uh, the manager of Team Jaiko Alula, he quote tweeted our tweet and he said, 100% agreed, even though this goes against tradition, which is always a difficult concept to agree on. Cycling is one of the few team sports that don't allow substitutes for injuries. It would make sense. And if you wanted to take one step further, you could even contribute to evolving race tactics. The only thing is the UCI would have to govern the substitution situation closely. So no teams take advantage of it. But here we go with UCI again. <laughs> yeah, and it, it... It's impossible to take to keep control and keep track of everything that happens. Like, and like you you want a substituting in Grand Tours, and then what about yeah a Paris-Nice, a Tirreno? Um, do they want a, a substitute system in there as well? Uh, for me, it's impossible to arrange. Um, this is basically and, only about Grand Tours. Yeah, yeah. I know, but still, if you allow it in Grand Tours, then maybe another team manager will say, uh, what about a Dauphiné? I lost, I lost the leader first day. Yeah, but that, yeah. that would, that would be bullshit. Yeah, but it's, yeah. So we've got, yeah. we've got the opinions of three managers now. They yeah. basically agree on bringing substitutions. Um, Copeland said that, yeah. Change is going in, is going against tradition. And that's also what uh, Unzue said. He said that a lot of teams are worried about the future of cycling. They want to look for solutions in order to make the sport more competitive. But cycling is too conservative. And he also said the rules may be a little softer. And that is where Patrick Lefebvre, manager of Sudan Quickstep, comes into play. Yeah, the legend, he said... <laughs> By bringing substitutions, you erase all the history of Grand Tours. The challenge is to keep on going for three weeks. It has to remain human, but we aren't going to create softies, right? <laughs> Classic Patrick. I know uh, Patrick, Lefebvre, Patrick Lefebvre gets a lot of criticism, but in this case, he's right. The first part is you erase cycling history. Uh, second part is part of a grand tour is surviving through three weeks um, that's what young cyclists dream for to ride a grand tour and to finish the three weeks to arrive in paris to arrive in madrid to to get to that finish line in 21 stages uh, and then the the classic patrick sentence we aren't going to create softies yeah it's it's typical patrick lefevre um but he's uh, 100% right. Um, 
But still, if he says you erase all the history of Grand Tours, but 100 years ago, the riders were doing 400 kilometers a stage. Um, they they had to repair their, their bikes themselves. They had to look for food that themselves. Yeah, these days that's gone as well. But you have a difference between a, a one-week stage racer, um, the king in one-week sta- sta- one week stage races is Primoz Roglic for me, and then you have a three-week stage race, a Grand Tour. If you, yeah, if you get substitutes in, then what are you going to do? For example, uh, a Neo Prof, a Neo Pro gets into the team in the last week. He will, he is possibly he wins two or three stages because he has fresher legs than the opposition. In my opinion, bringing a substitute in in the last week is a dumb idea. Why? Um, most of the time you got a lot of breakaway stages in the, in the last week. The breakaway fights at the start are influenced by fatigue. Um, riders who are less fatigued than others um, can make it easier into breakaways. But if you bring a fresh legs in in that fight, yeah, come on, that that's you don't even have to train to get in that breakaway then. So last last week substitutions seems that that seems very weird in my eyes to be honest. But that wasn't the only idea uh, Unzue had. He also said this: Why not limit Grand Tours to 15 days? The best riders might ride both Giro, Tour, and Vuelta. It would give them enough time to recover from a Grand Tour and be competitive in all three Grand Tours. It would create a spectacle in which the best riders battle each other. So two things here. Grand Tours of 15 days and the fact that Tadej Pogacar and Jonas Vinigard ride all three Grand Tours in one season. Uh, is a 15 stages Grand Tour a Grand Tour? For me, it is, but the question is, which stages are you gonna take away? If you take two sprint stages away, sprinters will be mad. If you take a mountain stage away, um, GC guys will say, "Yeah, I don't got the time to battle and then to to gain some yeah. time." If you take like a time course. trial away, Remco Evenepoel is going to say, "I'm I'm not go- I'm not coming." Like uh, Jonas Vinigard from 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 Visma, he gets stronger through a Grand Tour. He has that fatigue resistance that's yeah, incredibly yeah, he's incredibly strong within that last week when fatigue kicks in. So then he is just yeah, then he can't use his power properly or his, his biggest strength is erased, is gone then, and he has to do it in two weeks. <sighs> A Grand Tour is three weeks and the whole thing of it is building up fatigue towards the the last weekend, the last tough stages where we can create a difference um, and where the strong men are separated from the weaker men. And what about the fact that they would ride all three Grand Tours in one season if Tour de France, for, in, for instance, was only 15 days? Are you certain they are going to do the three Grand Tours when there is or five stages less? No, it's it still is an issue to peak 
um, for a long time. So if it's two or three weeks, yeah, you still have to you still have to get that peak or as high for two months or go down in your fitness peak and then go up again. So the issue remains the same if it's 15 or 21 stages. It's very difficult to peak for a longer period than yeah two weeks. So. If Jonas Vinigard says, nope, I'm only doing Tour de France, I can't imagine all the other Grand Tour riders will say, okay, you can go to Tour de France, yeah. we'll do all of them. It will all depend on the cyclist <laughs> if they want to do the three Grand Tours. And I don't think it will influence their program a lot if it's 16 stages instead of 21 stages. They still need the build-up towards that Grand Tour, towards their big target. And if it's 16 days or 21 days, they don't care. The Tour remains the most important thing. And it's not, oh, we have to ride six stages less. I'm going to do the two other... I'm going to do the... Two other Grand Tours, no. That's bullshit. So now we've got all the information about the substitution idea. What's your conclusion? Bullshit. It's You have the... Rider's safety, rider's health is very important. But I think you, you need to find another way, like I previously previously mentioned, maybe give the doctor the time he needs. But give permission to the rider if he's allowed back on his bike to get a free ride in the peloton or in the group that he crashed if he crashed in the in the gruppetto then he needs to get a free ride back to the gruppetto but working with substitutions etc is it's very it's too difficult to organize and you rely too much on people's decisions people yeah no i don't think it will work And what about a possible substitution until day three in a Grand Tour? That's a difficult one. It's, you have, yeah. If there is a substitution system, it would be like that. First three stages and then um, this this system uh, can be used. That is the only thing that can happen in the first three stages. But then it's quite a pity if you start, if you crash at the start of the fourth stage, then yeah, then you have the same issue as you start in the first, as you crash in the first. So that that are the rules. Yeah, but I'm not a believer of the substitution system. God damn, such a difficult word. <laughs> Right, Eve, is there anything you would like to add to the substitution idea? <laughs> uh, no, I think I said what I wanted to say. And it's it's a topic that a lot of different discussions, a lot of different opinions. Um, uh, one guy will say I'm in favor, the other will say I'm against it. But it all belongs in the story of changing cycling in general. So I'm interested to see um, the next uh, months, years, how our sport will develop. All right. There's only one thing I'm still curious about, and that's the audience. What's your take on the substitution discussion? Feel free to drop your ideas in the comments. But for now, that's it for today's short Domestic Cycling Podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe and see you later. See you later.
I've got the spots, the sickness. 